episode one. Uh, thank you for listening, tuning in. I'm going to talk about uh, jujitsu and how that iterative feedback in a fight is similar to the feedback that you receive from your marketplace for your business. Keep listening. Delivering better products and services faster starts with providing an incredible work experience to the people doing the work. This is how you generate serious velocity. Welcome to episode one of Serious Velocity. Uh, Thank you so much for searching this out and clicking the play button. Um, I hope you like the episode. I hope you continue to follow and subscribe. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go into, uh, relating adapting, uh, outcomes in a fight to adapting to outcomes in the business market. Um, the other day, see, I I do jujitsu and the other day I was talking with my professor, professor Chris Brennan. Uh, he's a black belt. He's competed at the world stage level. Uh, he's fought in the MMA. So to say the least, he knows a little bit about trying something, uh, finding out that it didn't work, and then having to quickly adjust and, and try something else. Um, anyways, the other day, I was talking with Professor Brennan, and we were discussing competition. He made the statement that uh, competition is not where you find out if you're the best. You know, Competition is where you find out what worked and what didn't work. Uh, he said that competition is where you're always learning and even if you win, you, uh, you're always looking for what you didn't do well and what you've got to improve for the next time. That the, uh, the minute you stop learning how to do better is really the minute that everyone else will pass you. Um, he spoke about losing in competition doesn't mean that you're no good or that you're not as good as your, as, as the, your opponent or, or that you may... You may not even be better than the person that you lost to because competition can only really show you what you did right or wrong. So in a fight, you go into it with a plan, uh, but if you're not willing to adapt and change that plan in the fight and something goes wrong and you just stay committed to that plan, it's very likely that you're going to lose the fight. But if you're willing to adjust and then you have a higher likelihood of of overcoming your competition. So this is just like a brief summary of this talk that we had, uh, and I'm hoping to get him on here soon to talk in more depth. Um, but so much of what he said is relatable to the world of business because uh, taking a product or service to the market um, is not the end-all be-all. You, you don't win or lose based on market exposure. You win or lose based on your willingness to pivot from your original plan. So exposure to the market can only generate feedback, which is required to determine things like product market fit and and, and business market fit, like reaffirming, finding out what you need to change. And from from that feedback, you make those changes and and you continue to press forward because you're in a position to be adaptive. Um, You maintain a low level of, of threat exposure. And the longer you remain stagnant and committed to that original plan, and unwilling to adapt, then the more, the, you know, the higher level of exposure that you have, and, and just the quicker that it's going to increase the longer that you stay there. So just like in competition jujitsu, 
competition in our business markets must be entered with the mentality of learning and adapting. Um, even if we lead the market, our business, our product, service, it has a life cycle, and we've got to always be learning, uh, even, even when we're winning. Market exposure is just the opportunity for feedback. So how do we get to a place in our business where we can incorporate this, right? How do we, um, how do we find it? Well, I think it's in our planning. Um, and I think there's, there's two types of, um, there's two types of approaches when it comes to planning. Maybe, uh, one would be like this, this really plan driven approach. And the other might be, um, more of like an adaptive approach or what some people call agile while a, a plan-driven approach um, requires a lot of upfront planning, right? We've got a lot of elaborate details, and we've considered all uh, of the project from front to back to completion um, right, right at the very beginning, and we're going to create this plan and stick to it, right? Where that, um, that adaptive approach works really well in environments that are constantly changing. There's a lot of unknowns, um, and we, we don't have to have everything clear up front to just start delivering value. Uh, I'm not saying that like a plan driven approach is better than an adaptive approach or, or an adaptive approach is better than a plan driven approach. I think both, uh, the decision on what to use would be in the context of the project. You know, if you're building something that you've made a million times, like, um, like the, we all use these TI-86 calculators in high school, and I think our kids are using the same exact calculator. Um, the model hasn't changed uh, because of like regulatory use and stuff, so they're not going to change the way they build these calculators. They've built a million of them before. They're going to build a million in the future. Um, so why change the way that we're building it? Do a plan-driven approach there. But if you're if you're building something that it requires feedback, um, there's changes that are constantly happening, then you would take that uh, adaptive approach to make sure that you, you fit your product into the marketplace as best as you possibly can with the features um, that deliver the highest value to the customer that's going to be using it. Because our, that, that customer is, uh, they are the highest priority. We got satisfying them will lead to you know th that win or lose right in the in the marketplace. But we are always looking at what we can learn and how we can iteratively better be better. But going going into these approaches requires us to take in some of these other behaviors that may not be directly um, related to producing you know doing the work hands-on, um, hands-on the work. There's going to be some behavioral things here um, within our teams that, that I want to talk more about, right? How do we enable um, transparency in a team? How do we uh, enable adaptation? How do we create environments where people can feel valued and enjoy their work? How do we create teams um, where individuals are autonomous and can make choices that deliver the highest possible value for the for the project. Um, so I hope you'll stick with me um, and listen more. Thank you for listening here, and I'll see you on the next episode.
Thank you so much for listening. This episode was brought to you by Collaborly, where we make faster decisions, incredible meetings, and better business experiences. Uh, all of our friends, to include Lada Soap. Uh, Lada Soap is handcrafted, sustainable luxury soap, handcrafted in Alaska. They individually select sustainable and environmentally friendly ingredients, and then they craft small batches using this cold process method that produces this long-lasting bar with rich and creamy lather. Uh, check them out at ladasoap.com. Thank you again.